my job is just to help people say, look, you're already, you're always in this state because you're a human being. You're always going to believe something, which means you're hypnotized to believe a certain suggestion is true, right? Because a belief is nothing but an idea that you accept to be true, right? It's nothing more but that. It's just an idea. If you have an idea that you're not good enough, you're hypnotized to genuinely believe you're not good enough, but you will feel that way and you will behave that way. In the same exact way, we can replace that idea with I am more than enough. And that would change everything for you, even that belief alone. Welcome, my fellow humans, to another episode of the Healthy, Happy Human Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Levitin. I've got a great episode for you today. But before we jump in, I just want to let you know about the Healthy, Happy Human Academy Facebook group. This is a private Facebook group that I created for my coaching clients that I've opened up to the public free of charge. Inside... I do weekly live trainings, share helpful and motivational content, and support the members on their journeys to being healthy, happy humans. So if you're looking for a community of like-minded individuals, a place to learn and grow, then come join. The link is in the show notes, and I can't wait to see you. And now, on to today's episode. Adrian Moreno began his career inside the health and fitness space, a lot like I did. But in this time, he was also gaining unparalleled experience with hypnosis and NLP or neuro-linguistics programming. Using those techniques, he established himself as a respected transformation coach and became a visionary head transformation specialist for a company called Potentia. In that role, he specializes in behavior and belief optimization through cutting-edge hypnotherapy and NLP techniques. If Adrian isn't busy setting a new standard for how quick transformation can happen, then you can probably find him spending time with his family, writing, podcasting, or meditating. Having Adrian on the show was really fun and enlightening for me, as you'll soon hear. This is the first time I've really dug into hypnotherapy, and it definitely opened me up to wanting to learn more. So it's time to get curious, and let's learn with Adrian Moreno. All right, Adrian, my first question for you is, what is hypnotherapy for people who are uninitiated or maybe have only heard of hypnotism from the sense of like, the guy who hypnotizes you on stage to, to cluck like a chicken. Okay. So let's start with, um, let's t- start with defining hypnosis so we can have a better understanding because hypnosis and hypnotherapy, are not the same thing. Right. Um, so first and foremost, everything is hypnosis. Um, I'm about to dive into what I mean by that, but if we're going to talk about what hypnosis is, it's important. We understand what it's not. When you understand what it's not, you have a better idea of what it is and what it's not is First and foremost is the idea of mind control. Because I work with a lot. I mean, I've worked with hundreds of people with this exact process. And every time I ask them, you know, before we jump into it, what comes up when you hear the word hypnosis? Because I want to make sure if, you know, yeah, they if somebody reaches out and, you know, gives me money to, you know, do a session, they're pretty freaking open, right? But j- they can still bring in some kind of misconceptions about it. So I want to make sure like what's going on. And a lot of the times we get the feeling of, well, some kind of mind control, because if you're like, if you see, and Paul, I know you've probably seen the stage hypnotist, like, say, when I say this word, you're gonna quack like a duck. And then that person quacks like a duck. And it actually looks like somebody is um, controlling somebody's mind. But what it what's happening is one person is just giving another individual a suggestion. That individual accepts the suggestion and acts out on it because they accept it as true. But hypnosis itself is nothing more but a state of mind. When I say it's a state of mind, if we're going to be very scientific, it's just say alpha brain waves. Because that's all hypnosis really is, is alpha brain waves. And because when, when, you're, when you're in a state of alpha brain waves, what's happening is your conscious critical mind gets so relaxed to the point where we then dip into that state of alpha where Paul, have you ever been in the shower and you get like a million dollar idea that rushes through your head? Yeah, of course. Right. That is alpha brainwaves. When you go walking and you get ideas that rush through your head, that is because you dip into a creative, you dip into a powerful state of alpha brainwaves where you're able to communicate easily with your unconscious mind. Your unconscious mind is what has all the biggest ideas. Everything you're ever going to do in terms of the biggest ideas you have in your head, they all come from the unconscious, Right. And uh, what hypnosis really is, is just being able to relax your conscious mind enough to the point where you can actually access your unconscious, like you can communicate with it in a way. 
So hypnosis is nothing more, but nothing more, but this, we can call it like this, um, this trance of attention. When you're working out, I know you work out, the entire world disappears. That's a full on hypnotic trance. When you're reading a book, three hours go by, but you felt like 20 minutes went by, that's a full hypnotic trance. It happens when you engage in, you know, sex, when you're going, when you're doing anything where you're in flow and you kind of lose time, right? You lose your sense of time. What's happening is you just dip into a state of no time. You're dipping into alpha brain waves, which is like, this is why changes can happen quick in the state of mind, because time is not really the most relevant thing. Because time, again, is a conscious idea at the end of the day. It's a conscious idea and we see it in a conscious way. We see it from a, you know, in, in a linear perspective. When you can get into a state of alpha brain waves, it's like, like you're above the timeline and you can kind of just move things around, if that makes any sense. We can, what's coming up for you? I can see the question coming up. Right. So the, the, I, I understand this a bit. So is now when you're talking about, so like hypnosis, as you said, we want to be able to define what the thing is before we can even start talking about it. So is it the, the suggestion, the, the, the thing that I'm, that I'm talking about, the thing that I'm working on, or is it the state of being of relaxation that allows me to then be the state of mind? So hypnosis is a neuro functioning state of mind where you're typically more motivated. You're typically more like, you're just, you don't have such a grip on your old beliefs. Like you're very flexible with your beliefs. You're able to like see like, oh my, like, the beautiful part about hypnosis, you're able to become aware of what you actually believe. Because people, they're like, I'm confident, but they can feel inside that they're really not enough. So it's like, right? So it's like that. But hypnosis, if we're going to like get very, just like what it actually is, is it's, it is a state of mind, it's just a state of alpha brainwaves, like specifically, but it's a state of mind. And hypnotherapy is utilizing that state of mind to solve a certain problem. And um, the reason why I'm very big on it is because of the solid 93% success rate in terms of getting results. And, um, and it's simply because this is the way our minds work and all permanent change happens unconsciously, which is why I really stumbled into hypnosis. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense to me. So we're basically taking advantage of certain things that our brain already does. Right. And you're yes. using, you're using a hypnosis to, uh, 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 which is where we can dig into what exactly that means to get people into a certain state of brain, a certain brain state where they're maybe more suggestible or more open to making certain change. And then the hypnotherapy part is where we use uh, some techniques to then yes. alter their thinking in that state. So, okay. So we'll, then let's continue down this rabbit hole a little bit. What would be the, the way to access a hypnosis state? And then what is exactly hypnotherapy? I know that uh, like NLP neural, neuro linguistics programming is kind of like a part of this or something. So could you just elaborate on all that? So NLP basically takes from hypnotherapy. We can say NLP is like a very small part of hypnotherapy Hypnotherapy utilizes like NLP with it. But if you want to learn how to get into an actual state of hypnosis, there's a couple of ways. The absolute fastest way to do it is through utilizing rapid eye movement. Um, I can explain it here. Um, you know, if you want to like, like see how to do it, like just look up a rapid eye movement and you'll see how people can access it. But literally, if you want to get in a state of hypnosis, like put your eyeballs up, close your eyelids down and your eyes start fluttering. Do that for about 60 seconds, just like that, Paul. You will find yourself dipping into a very relaxed state because every night when you go to sleep, I don't know, but I don't know if you knew this, but your eyeballs roll straight up and they go straight up, your eyelids go straight down. And what that does is that triggers chemicals in your brain that start sending all the chemicals down your body and it releases, right? It releases the melatonin. It starts releasing all these things saying, hey, the body started the body, hey, it's actually bedtime. So you're going to sleep. So when you're in a your waking state and you, you, you do the eye thing, your body, your brain will immediately signal the chemicals through your body saying, hey, you're going into a state of sleep, so relax. And so your nervous system just calms down tremendously. Like my clients, do you have a aura ring or like a woo band? Something to track uh, your sleep? I don't use any of those things, but I know what okay. they are. Okay, so you know what they are, right? Yeah, so my clients, they will come on and they will wear them 
and say our session, I plan like two hours for the session, but say it's like 70 minutes of actually being under a state of hypnosis. They will get out and then their woo band or their sleep tracker will say, hey, you were just taking a nice little sleep for the last 60 seconds, the last 60 minutes. They were fully awake though, because hypnosis is not, a, not sleep. It's very important that people understand when you're in hypnosis, you're not asleep. When, you, when your conscious mind goes away, you're asleep. When you're asleep, you're not hypnotized. You're asleep. <laughs> it's a big difference. Um, so yeah, that's the easiest way to get into hypnosis is just utilizing that state or anything that gets you in flow. Okay. Like if you are a really good writer, you start writing and you get into that state of flow that you are dipping into a state of hypnosis. But I mean, you're hypnotized all the time. When you buy stuff online, you're literally getting hypnotized to buy it. Um, you know, when you see a commercial and then you end up pulling your credit card out or you drive to the store because of that commercial, you got hit with the powerful suggestion that you fully accepted. You know, um, it happens. Doctors are master hypnotists, freaking news anchors master hypnotists, media channels, master hypnosis, mass hypnosis, everything that's happening in the world, mass hypnosis right now. Um, so my job is just to help people say, look, you're already, you're always in this state because you're a human being. You're always going to believe something, which means you're hypnotized to believe a certain suggestion is true, right? Because the belief is nothing but an idea that you accept to be true, right? It's nothing more but that. It's just an idea. And if you have an idea that you're not good enough, you're hypnotized to genuinely believe you're not good enough. So you will feel that way and you will behave that way. In the same exact way, we can replace that idea with I am more than enough. And that would change everything for you, even that belief alone. You know, so does that, does that answer your question? Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely understand that. And I think a lot of this hinges on the power of, of beliefs and suggestibility and persuasion as well. I, I, I see all of this stuff being, being very related. So I guess my next question would be, you know, if all of this is about beliefs and these are things that, that are in my head, right. But then there are, there are things that are real, right. The number is in my bank account. We're in a global pandemic. You know, these things are, are actual facts of life. So how can I just be expected to think my way out of all my problems when there are real, literal things going on there? Amazing question. Amazing question. So I like to say, and we can totally have a conversation on this. Problems are problematic perspectives. Problems, we don't have problems. We have problematic perspectives. What I mean by that is... Uh, for example, I personally know somebody who is extremely happy that they had cancer, right? They got cancer. The entire time they had it, they were very, ex they were very happy the whole time they saw, and they're healed today. Like they're, you know, cancer-free today, thankfully. Um, but the entire time they were like, wow, this is now a really good time to prioritize myself. This is a wonderful way for the universe to show me that I have not been taking care of myself, but I'm going to do this, right? So it was the power of switching a perspective, but that individual has a belief that, hey, what I go through is actually meant for me. Everything I go through is the best possible thing that can happen to me. So when I say think yourself out of a problem, let's look at what a problem actually is. A problem is nothing. Now, let's look at things that we can control, okay? So we're talking about, I can't say, when people come to me, oh man, my wife is just so goddamn annoying. Like I'm trying to do this and do this. And like, I'm like, look, I wish I can hypnotize your wife to behave, but I can't. What I can do though, is I can hypnotize you to respond completely different. I can hypnotize you to have a completely different emotional response to this because your life is not created by what happens. Your life is not created by COVID. Your life is not created by, by whatever the hell happens, right? We just happen to be in this time. So I'm using that example when you brought that up. Our life is not being created by these things. It's determined based off of how we really do respond to these. Now, when I say everything is your responsibility, that does not mean everything is your fault. Because I use that language a lot. Everything is your responsibility, but people are like, oh, everything's my fault. I'm like, no, it's not. You have the ability to respond to everything. Which way are you going to do that? That will determine your destiny 100% of the time. So 
let's say if you're, let's say, for example, if let's just use a COVID example, right? Let's say you want to think yourself out of being so scared all the time, because really COVID is not the problem. It's the amount of people who are just fearful. I understand that I, I lost two family members to COVID. I literally understand the reality of this situation, but I also do understand the reality of fear and what that's going to do to somebody's immune system, right? So let's just start there. Say somebody's having a really strong emotional response to everything that's happening right now. They're feeling really, really down and out about it. I mean, they're acting some kind of way about it. Well, why are you acting and feeling this way? If you want to reverse engineer all of your feelings, the only thing that causes your feelings is your thought process. And people say, well, sometimes I feel without thinking. Actually, you don't. Your unconscious mind is thinking. You're just not aware of it. But that unconscious, because we think 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day, we're aware of 12 to 1,600 of them a day. That's how much we're actually aware of. So when you understand your thoughts are creating all of your feelings, but you think 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day, what the hell is creating all of those, right? Because I know, Paul, I can imagine you, you know, you probably meditate, right? Right? So when you meditate and maybe when you just started meditating, you probably had the idea, like a lot of people do, let me stop my mind. I know that was my idea when I started meditating. I go, I got to shut up and be quiet. By the way, guys, no, it's not like meditate. Let your mind run. It's supposed to run. But anyways, um, I would sit down and like meditate and I realized, oh my God, I'm trying to stop thinking, but my mind keeps going. So in other words, our mind doesn't even need us anymore. It's just running on its own. People don't think, thinking happens to them. People do not think, thinking happens to them. It's a small amount of people who think. Those are the people who move the world forward in a better, in a better beneficial way. Now, uh, what's driving all of these thought processes? Like this house I'm in, the house you're in right now, Paul, that house wouldn't be able to stand up if it didn't have a foundation, right? There's a foundation there. So in the same exact way, your thought process if it's consistently going in a certain direction, if it's consistently running, there's a foundation there. That foundation, every time, is going to be about what you believe to be true. If you pay attention to all of your thoughts, you will find your core beliefs. If you watch your thoughts, you can trace them back to your core beliefs. For example, let's say if you're always running low on time. I'm always running low on time. Where does that come from? You know what? I have a genuine belief that the days are short. Huh? Keep going back and I damn, I have a real belief that life is short. Well, if I believe life is short and I like have a genuine conviction of that, you can say it's a fact all you want, but to me, life is short as an idea. It's not an actual fact. Life is short does not have a shape, color or location. It's an idea, right? So, in the same exact way, you understand that your beliefs create these patterns in your life that create your responses in your life, that create your actions in your life, that end up creating your results that you call my life, then you have the easiest way to change your results. Just like most people try to change their habits. It's one of the hardest things in the world to do. You can just change a belief that's creating you in the first place, right? So I know that was a long-winded ass answer and I kind of went around your question. But I wanted to like, uh, does that, did I answer your question, Paul? Uh, I, I love that. I love all of that. Uh, specifically, I wrote a lot of stuff down specifically that, you know, problems are problematic perspectives. And it, this comes back to just everything starts in our head, right? And this is why mindset has become such a, uh, a buzzword these days. And, you know, I teach mindset, everyone teaches mindset because we understand that everything starts with your head. And I, I like, I love that, that kind of ladder you just built of, you know, results come from actions, action come from res our, our mental response, which come from our patterns, which come from our core beliefs and everything starts within there. And, you know, I, I wanted to talk about this later, but since you just actually brought up uh, meditation and meditation has actually been on my mind because I've, I've, I am trying to meditate. I have been meditating. Okay. Resolution. Uh -huh. I've meditated in the past and I've, I go through phases, you know, a couple months here, this, there, whatever, whatever. Uh, but when you were in the beginning describing hypnosis and the state of being in hypnosis, it, it seemed to me very similar to what I would think of 
meditation. Of, yes. You know, so I'm, I'm wondering how you see those things being connected or, you know, wh what the differences or the similarities are. Yeah. So the benefits of meditation, you will not feel until you dip into alpha brain waves. The benefits of meditation, because meditation, what it does is it rests your nervous system. People think of meditation as a big mind thing. Well, in a, like in the West, I understand it's a mind and body. But in the reality of reality, there is no such thing as mind and body. There is only mind body. It's one thing. My, my body is my mind. My mind is my body. I do not see them as separate things. So whenever you sit down and meditate, I don't know if you notice, if you know this, but like if you, if you look up like some of the most, like um, Rice University, they have a study. They studied this monk. And he slept like three or four hours a day, but he will have so much energy. So the doctors are like, where the hell are you getting all of this energy? Like you're sleeping three to four hours a day. There's no way you can be operating like peak performance like you do. And so they measured him as he meditated. When he meditated, he would reach such a deep state that his entire nervous system would get a full night's sleep within 20 to 30 minutes. So meditation itself, when you get into a state of alpha, you really start to get a big benefit from it. So now if you want a secret tool, Paul, if anybody wants to get into, because alpha takes, if you're like calming down, you're focusing on your breath and you're, you know, probably saying a mantra, it's probably gonna take about 20 minutes for you to really start to like, oh, I'm feeling like really relaxed. So if you want to get really relaxed within 60 seconds, you now have the eye trick. Before I do any meditation, bro, any visualization. I don't visualize. I am visualization. I don't like to visualize. I become the visualization. And the way that I do that is through my, my brainwave thing. I just eyes up, eyes down. And you don't, by the way, Paul, whenever you do this, bro, you do not have to do this the whole time. But only do it for like 60 seconds and then just relax your eyes. Okay. And then you'll be fine. Um, but if you do that, you will tap into alpha brainwaves and you will be in a very deep state of meditation very early very quickly. But yeah, so they are similar in, in a way, meaning the brain waves are similar. Right. So yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. I like the, the, the discernment between like mind and body and, and mind body. And personally, I've been using a waking up, which is, you know, a meditation app from Sam Harris. And he does a, every, every guided it's guided meditation that I'm practicing for now, but everyone is about that whole thing of like, realizing that I am my body and my body is me. And like my visual field is it's, it's all, it's all real. Dude, it's insane. Like it, it's, it's insane, a, bro. So like, you know, one of the, sorry, like one of the things about this, like mind body thing too, is like your body responds to every freaking suggestion you give yourself. And for example, and I would just, this is like, this again, this seems like a tangent, but I think it's very important for people to understand that your cells literally listen to every freaking word that you say. Every freaking word that you say you can ever imagine. And look, for example, somebody wrecking into you. That seems like it's out of your control, right? Would you say so? Somebody running and hitting your car, kind of like, hey, they just wrecked into me. I'm driving, right? Right, right. That's kind of like out of your control. Well, one of my clients, she shattered her ankle 20 years ago in a car wreck. And uh, it's an ankle injury that people have recovered from. They've healed from. They've recovered from. They go get this one surgery and then they're good. She's gotten that surgery and she's having to get numbing feelings every like three months because the pain keeps coming back. Right. And so me, I was like, why did you get in that wreck in the first place? You did that to yourself. Let's figure out how. And when I say you did that to yourself, again, it's not, this is my fault, but I do want to show you how powerful your freaking suggestions are. We basically, I took her through a process, through the hypnosis process. And through that process, my job is to figure out where patterns begin. So we can like eliminate it at the root. That way the problem falls. Like we have people like eliminating addictions in like 20 minutes permanently because of this process, but because we understand the root cause. But with her, we got back to a memory. Because when, when I'm in hypnosis, I'm saying, look, on the count of five down to one, your mind will present why you're dealing with this right now. And she went to a scene where she, where she was a very young girl and she was holding, she was playing with her brother, but accidentally hurt her brother, right? So she hurt her brother 
she felt horrible about it. She's like, oh my God, I feel horrible about it. She was like three years old and she created a belief that she was bad. She's like, oh, I'm bad. Like I hurt my brother, I'm bad. Like bad things should happen to me because I'm bad. And then the second scene that came up was very personal, but let's just say the scene made her feel like she was out of control. Like she didn't have control of what was happening. She was like, if I had control, I wouldn't be experiencing this right now. So that means I must not have control. Now, what I do is I get certain symptoms to speak. So I got her ankle to speak. And I know this sounds insane, man, I know. But I was like, I want you to go to your, imagine yourself at your ankle and just, we're gonna let your ankle speak to see what it's doing for you. Because apparently you did this. And then her ankle, of course, it's her mouth that's saying it. Like the ankle is not talking, but she's talking as it. In the state of hypnosis, is very profound what comes up. And she goes, I did this because you believed that you weren't in control. I'm showing you how control you actually are, like how control you actually, how much control you're actually in because you just did this. And I'm also punishing you for what you did because you felt so bad about it. So like, I'm punishing you for that. That's why you, that's why this, well, you are going to hurt your, some, you're going to hurt your ankle some way. Just made it happen like this. Well, I'm happy to say today, it's been months after our session, pain's been gone forever. Her ankle, the deformation of it, because it was like flat up top, is literally back to normal. And in a state of hypnosis, we do something called cell command therapy, where when we understand the root cause of it, we command it to now behave the way it's supposed to behave. Sounds crazy. So don't believe a word I say, just experience it for yourself. And then, yeah, <laughs> you have a better idea there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, this stuff does sound crazy, but I'm also understanding. I do understand that this stuff is real, right? Not, not mm -hmm. for any other reason than this is stuff that's been around forever. And, you know, there's, there's other people studying it. As you said, there, there are scientific studies that, that back all this stuff, you know, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. And, and I was just about to bring his name up. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of stuff is stuff that, that I read, you know, people talking away, you know, talking away their cancer and believing away things. And like, you know, we know people have known for, for a long time that you can talk to houseplants and they'll grow, they'll, they'll grow taller and you can talk. To, so all of this stuff, it seems crazy and out there and, and like woo woo or whatever. But my whole thing that I like to talk about with my clients and in this podcast is that there's real science behind all this stuff. This is yeah. not like, some, okay, like, this is what I believe. This is not some like, oh, like this is some, some, something that someone just made up. Like there is actual, as you said, scientific reasonings. People have, have done this and, and there are MRI scanners and, and done these things in laboratories where we see what happens to the brain. We see what happens to the body in these times of hypnosis states. And when you're in an alpha brain state, when you're, uh, you know, being suggested and, you know, it, I, I, any and, kind of healing, you know, like right, any kind right, of healing, even, exactly. even energy healing, right? Definitely. Even energy healing, and you know, and I, and but even for the people who don't believe in this stuff, because again, I can understand that, that sometimes it's a, it's a it's a far bridge to cross. There's still pieces that I always can take away that I don't think that we can really combat, which is things like what you just said, where it's like it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. Like so, even if you are saying like, okay, I, I can't. I can't get to, I can't be the person who says that like me getting hit by a car is my fault. It's like, okay, like, but I can be the person who understands that like, even though it wasn't my fault, I still have to now figure out a way to change. And there's what's, what's known as the biopsychosocial model of pain, right? And the biopsychosocial model of pain means bio being biology, psycho meaning our main, our, our mind and social being mm -hmm. our, our environment, you know? So people think about like, oh, well, that pain isn't real. Right. That woman, uh, you know, like saying, oh, oh, well, like this, this pain in my ankle is being caused by some weird childhood trauma or something like that. That's manifesting as pain in my ankle. But to my brain, it's just as real as anything else. Right. To that, yes. woman, to that woman in an, an MRI scanner scanning her brain will see the pain that she's experiencing in the same way that someone with a broken ankle where the bone is literally broken because our brain does not discern. It's as you said, everything is just energy. Everything is the mind body. So my brain's understanding of what is going on is just as real as anything else. And this is where we get yes. into weird, like, <laughs> yes. like whatever, whatever is real in your mind is real for you. Right. It's not true for everybody. Right. right. So, and 
so that, that kind of leads me, you know, and, but I know that you like me came from the, the fitness world. Right. So we're like, and then, and, and this is why this stuff is so interesting to me, because again, when I was purely into fitness, it was more like, no, like, like the physical is real. The yeah. other stuff is, right. So my, my, but you know, everything to me still comes down to actions, right? We, we still have to act. So, but the belief precedes the action, right? But a belief in my understanding, sometimes maybe, uh, maybe this is what my question to you is, is a belief enough to change without an action or is an action the more important, like which, which of those two is more important and can I separate them from each other? Okay. So I think, can I reword your question? Yeah, go ahead, please. I would just talk. Which one, to, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking through this as we're talking. Okay, wonderful. Which one is more effective? Because they both work. Changing your actions can reinstill a brand new belief in you, right? It can. But if you're acting like that, it's because you believe that you're capable in some way, shape, or form. Well, think about the clients who sign up with you, Paul. Every client who signs up with you, would they have done that? if they didn't even believe there was a possibility of success? No, they couldn't. They, they literally wouldn't be able to because you can't outwork a belief. You cannot. You will always act in alignment with that belief. So actually now, I'm, now that I'm like really answering this thing, there is a belief that allows somebody to even make that kind of action. So for example, changing your habits God, one of the hardest freaking things to do. Like, let's be honest. Like changing a daily response, a daily pattern, a daily action is very difficult. So it's, does it work for people? Yeah, it has. It has a hundred percent work for people. Let me just start acting different. And I'm going to start like me, bro. Uh, let me start losing weight. I'm going to start. And I started acting different. I started losing weight and I started really believing you. Oh my God, I can really go all the way. I can get abs. Oh my God, I can really do this thing. And uh, yeah, like the action can re in like still some kind of like, um, it can show you that you're capable of something else, which can start to feed in a new belief for you. But if you want to be very effective though, if you want to be more optimal, because me, I like speed and I like optimization, how fast and how sure can this possibly be? And with that being said, changing the belief is the way to go. For example, one of my clients, very successful, very successful entrepreneur was an alcoholic, right? Drinking alcohol every day and coming home, just, you know, just, yeah, drinking every day tried to stop for like 10 years, tried multiple different things, every possible therapy, every possible thing you can imagine to stop for to help addicts and help them stop drinking. Well, we did our process. I was all right, well, let's figure out why you're even drinking, right? Let's just figure this out. And basically what it came down to was he had a belief, he had a belief in some way, somehow that alcohol was providing a level of comfort for him because him and his dad always butted heads. They always fought. But then when he went to grandpa's house, grandpa was a drunk. Grandpa would just drink all day and lay down and not bother him. So as a little kid, he got to do whatever he wanted grandpa's. So he associated alcohol with safety. And he had a deep belief that if I'm around grandpa, I'm okay. And he was like five years old when he made that, when he made that belief. Because if I'm around grandpa, I'm okay. But grandpa's a drunk. So his mind associates drinking with, if I'm around grandpa, I'm okay. And so he was doing all of this. He successfully stopped drinking for like three months before he saw me. Like he, he did all of that, but it kept coming back. And so in that moment, when we, when we caught it, we we're like, oh, there it is. This little five-year-old is what's doing all of this. Okay, because we all have an inner child. I don't care how old you are. You all have, everybody has an inner child, which you can dive into. But um, I was like, okay. And so we just changed that belief on that level. Till this day, it's been like maybe 12 weeks without alcohol. I've had clients go, you know, months without it and still haven't done it. I've had people stop drinking, stop smoking, you know, stop being an addict to certain things. And um, so, yeah, I genuinely believe not, I believe, I know, because my experience that if you change a belief unconsciously, though, Paul, this is the part, this is the, this is the thing. Can you do it at the unconscious level? 
You can consciously repeat affirmations all day. Right. But what about that voice that's coming back? Can you change that? Because if you can change it unconsciously, you will permanently shift your behavior. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, it, you know, again, as, uh, as you're talking, I'm just like, my, my mind is going a million, a million different directions. This is such an interesting conversation for me. And part of it is, so like you were just saying about yourself, right? The whole fitness thing, right? It's like, okay, like I'm going to, I'm going to start with the action. And then the action is like, I'm going to start working out. So then, but that comes from a belief, right? That comes. Yeah. From I believe action. I could do it. Right. That belief comes from the belief that, that a, that it's possible to, for me to lose weight, be that I have, that I should be that person, right. That I am that person, right. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm 250 pounds, I'm like, I want to lose the weight because it's like deep down somewhere. I have the belief that I sh- I'm somebody should be, else. I'm the 180 pound person, whatever. But then if we continue, then we get to and what you're alluding to with the, uh, the alcoholism and all that stuff is, is self-sabotage because I also have a conflicting belief, right? So now I have the belief that I can lose this weight. I have the belief that I should be, uh, I should be 50 pounds less, but some, for some reason I keep coming home and binging on McDonald's. I keep coming home and, and, uh, or I keep not doing my workouts. I keep not talking to my coach or whatever the thing is. And like, where is that? If I have this belief, well, clearly there is a conflicting belief that is either held more deeply or, or a lot of times it's just the fact that there are two things going in opposite directions, right? I can't, I, I can't hold two conflicting beliefs yes. in my head okay. at the same time, right? So then I, I, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Can I give you, yeah. So some insight around that is if you, for, let's use the easiest example. That was a very easy example. So let's use another super easy example. I am great at saving money. I'm a great money manager. Like you just have that belief. But every single check you blow by the next check. And yeah, you have some extra money, but you consistently spend it. So you don't really save. So you say one thing, but you're behaving another way. You consciously believe this, but unconsciously you don't. If you consciously believe something, I'm gonna be very blunt, you actually don't believe it. Like if you consciously say something, but feel something else, that something else is what actually is there. Because like you're very right, two conflicting beliefs cannot be held. Your mind cannot hold two different ideas about the same thing. Your mind will always, there is going to be one that actually influences you, right? And that one that influences you is the one that you, out of, you don't have it. It actually has you at this point now. If you really want to, if you really want to discover what your unconscious beliefs are without doing hypnosis, you just want to consciously figure out what your unconscious beliefs are. Pay attention to your day-to-day behavior. If your day-to-day behavior shows, like for example, if you're, let's say if you're, you know, like a you're an entrepreneur and day-to-day you are not taking the actions that you need to take to grow your business. You're not reaching out to the people that like networking, like me, I believe in the power of networking, right? Like you're not networking with people. You're not asking for bigger prices. You're not demanding more money up front. You're not being that powerful coach. Pay attention to those behavior patterns. You're going to see in that behavior pattern clearly shows a belief that I'm actually not capable of this, or I'm not worthy of this, or I'm not good enough. Because if you believed you were good enough, you would act like it. So yeah. Right. So my, that that's, uh, I definitely understand all that. And that's super interesting. My question is about a lot of this seems to be stem from taking away, right. Uh, like quitting smoking, stop binge eating, stop, stop, stop. Is there a difference in hypnotherapy or in what you're doing in general between removing a negative pattern and building a positive one. Is it the same thing? Is it different? Because like a lot of, a lot of this stuff, I feel like hinges are like, I want to stop smoking. I want to stop drinking. I want to stop binge eating. But what about, I want to, like you said, I want to more. Be more, I want yeah, to be exactly. more confident. Right, I want to, right, right. Beautiful, beautiful. Great question. Um, so yes, totally understand that. Now let's, let's really look at this. When people say, I want to feel my best, right? Because at the end of the day, if you want to stop smoking, I work specifically with entrepreneurs. Okay. So not everybody who comes to me is an alcoholic. Like I have people come to me because they procrastinate a lot. I have people come to me because they're just not confident in networking, right? Or they're whatever, right? Or anything. Now, at the end of the day, 
they want to make these changes to feel better, right? And you know, whatever we want, we just want it because of how we think it's going to make us feel, okay? So you're just making the changes to feel better. Now, if you want to feel better, what does that actually mean? Feeling better. When you say that, what you're actually saying is, maybe without realizing it, is I just want to be unhindered by all of these thoughts and feelings and beliefs that make me feel like shit. That's literally what you're saying, right? So hypnosis is releasing, letting go of ideas that don't serve us. When you let go of them, you naturally dip into flow. You naturally, it's like, it's like pulling a boat, putting all these, all these, um, you know, uh, putting all these bricks on this boat. And the boat's just going down and down and down and down and down, right? Or it's actually you're using a, yeah, I did just say the bricks on a boat. Using the bricks on the boat going down and down and down and down and down and down and down. You want to stop drinking or you want to be more confident. You're confident, but you want to be even more confident. There's a brick in here that says you're not. There's a brick in here that's a belief that's getting in the way of this because everybody's the best. Everybody is always their best. They just have beliefs that convince them otherwise. So this is like taking bricks out of the boat so it can naturally get to where it's going. In the same exact way, through hypnosis, I'm not really adding so much stuff into people. I'm not adding so many things into their life, into their mind, even when I give them more confidence, even when I give them more certainty, even when I give them these things, what I'm, what I'm actually doing, taking the bricks out. So they can realize what's always, what's always been there. So I don't fix people. I just convince people that they're actually not broken by removing the ideas that convince them that they are. That, I love that. that. Yeah, for sure. I love that word uh, unhindered. And that, that analogy is great. And I, you just said something that was like really just stood out to me, which is that like, we're always our best, right? That like, and this is, this is human nature. No one wants to be less than, and it, 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 at a, deep biological level, we try, we, we want to be our best all the time. Everyone wants to be happy. Everyone wants to be healthy. And I don't mean like want to, as you said, consciously, I mean, subconsciously. So your brain, whatever level that you're at is your brain, your body doing its best with what it has. Yes. So, yeah. You know, you know yeah. so all it needs is, as you said, is like to just take that weight off and it will just naturally rise. So I think that that's like, a, dude, like no flower ever, like halfway grows. <laughs> no trees, no, none of these things. Like, right. like, I want people to like really look at nature. I've learned more from looking at a leaf than I have from reading books. Right. Straight up. There would be days where, just so you guys know, I am very woo-woo. Like I'm very practical. <laughs> like I'm very practical because I understand neuroscience. I understand how our brains work. And I'm, I like being practical. But I'm also, in my own time, I'm the most woo-woo, universe-loving mother you can possibly imagine, right? So with that being said, I spend a lot of time staring at blades of grass or literally watching my breath or watching the water or watching a squirrel go by. And I look for what that is. What can I learn from my nature? If you look at nature, it's always at ease, even in the midst of chaos always at a state of ease, no matter what. So would you say a cell in your body is separate from you? No, the cell is literally what's creating you. So why do we act like we're separate from nature, right? In the same exact way, all we have to do is remove these human ideas that were this, that were that, that this and that, this and that. And dude, we will... I mean, mankind would thrive if we just got rid of these ideas that are all made up. Everything in your head, by the way, I want people to understand this. Everything in your head is made up. Every last thing in your head is made up. For example, when I was five years old, so I used to, sh I got over my fear of public speaking about like nine months ago, horrible fear of public speaking. Now I have a podcast It's doing very well. I literally use my voice as for my living. I spoken on plenty of stages. I'm speaking here. I'm the most confident speaker you can run into right now. And it wasn't always this way. 
growing up, because I did hypnosis to fix, I mean, not to fix, but to eliminate this fear that I was experiencing, right? And what I found out was at the age of five, so I don't know if you can tell, Paul, but I have two speech impediments. I can't say my S's, right? I have a lisp, I'm pretty sure. And this mic, oh my God, dude, this mic shows my lisp so much, but it's okay. <laughs> but um, I have a lisp and then I can't say um, some of my words with R. I got really good at saying R, like purple. I'm so happy I can say that <laughs> word very well. But dude, that was a tough one growing up. But anyways, I saw this time where I was five years old and I just got done drinking my milk and I ate all my food and I was still thirsty. So I raised my hand for my teacher and I said, I'm thirsty. I'm dusty. That's how it came out at five years old. My cousin, of course, I know she meant well. And I go, you know, she's not an asshole, but she just mocked me on that day. You know, and again, this was her five years old. Like, I don't hate her or anything for this, but she mocked me like dusty. And then the entire um, table started laughing at me. At five years old, I looked at that moment and I said, oh, something's wrong with me. Because I can't talk like that. Something must be wrong with me. Growing up my whole life, I was more quiet. I didn't want to talk a lot because I only talked when I got comfortable around people, but really because something was wrong with me. What's the point? However, in that state of hypnosis, I was able to look at that and reframe my perspective on that, right? Reframe the perspective on it. And I looked at it and I said, well, something is wrong with me. It's made up there's an event happening and something is wrong with me is what I added to it. It has no, it has no shape, color, or location. You can't see something is wrong with me, but I can see the table and somebody mocking me. I can see that. But so if I made up that interpretation, is it possible there's another interpretation? Mm -hmm. So guess what my interpretation is now? It's like, I'm so goddamn unique mm -hmm. that the universe had to make sure you didn't forget this voice. So here you go. Now you can't forget me. I don't care who you are. You can't, you're not going to forget me because I have this, right? Was that made up? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It was a hundred percent made up, but does it actually serve me? 100%. <laughs> right. So that's another thing around the whole idea. Yeah. Of this stuff. I love that. I love that, dude. I love that story. And thank you for sharing that. I think that that's really powerful. And uh, just that that reframe and, and and that's everything. And that shows that 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 you're in control, right? You you control the narrative. And I think that that's I, I think that, that that's a great place to kind of wrap things up. And I just want to lastly ask you the same question I ask everyone, every guest that I have on the show, which is to leave the listeners with one action step that they can take as soon as they finish this episode, as soon as they take their headphones out to start living a healthier, happier life. When it comes to that, I encourage you to um, heal your inner child in terms of action. So if I can break that down really quickly, there's parts of yourself right now that you're 100% denying, hiding from the world and rejecting because you feel ashamed about it, 100%. Everybody listening guarantee there's something they're hiding right now, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's ideas about themselves, ideas about others, sexual fantasies, whether it's like any of these things that seem to be not normal or not right. What I encourage you to do today, close your eyes, Bring attention to that part of yourself that you know is there. Let's be honest. I know right now you know exactly what that part is too. Bring your attention to that part of yourself and just talk to it with all the love you can possibly give it. Just be like, hey, look, it's okay that you're here. It's okay that, you know, you have this desire, you have this urge, but I'm letting you know it's okay and I love you. And even imagining you talking to like a younger version of yourself, like even that alone, just imagining you going back and just reparenting, like literally just reparenting your younger self. Quick visualization technique, close your eyes, visualize 
your old house that you lived in between the ages of two and eight, because that's always a very potent time. Visualize that house. Walk in the house. Go to the bedroom you slept in as a child, all in your mind. Sit next to that little child and just ask them, what do you need right now that mom and dad probably are not giving? Like, what do you need right now? That child will answer every time. It will. Give them that. Just start telling them everything they needed to hear that you never got a chance to hear. That will make you perform way better than any new habit, any new specific hack or whatever I can give you. That will make you perform way better because it will start to unhinder you by healing that deep, those deep parts of yourself. So I hope that made sense. Yeah, that's awesome. That's uh, super powerful stuff. I appreciate you uh, bringing that up. That's really cool. Um, yeah, so this is awesome. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. Absolutely. Uh, this is tons of fun. I, I like literally uh, I'm super interested in, in all of this stuff. Um, and for anyone who wants to, you know, connect with you, I know you have your own podcast and your, your own things going on. Where can people find you uh, on the internet? Yeah. So um, if you want to just follow us every single week to be updated with everything we're doing, the podcast is the number one way you can. It's on every platform. Just look up human being unleashed, human being unleashed. And it's a black and gold cover. Feel free to just reach out to me there. Um, That's the easiest way to kind of like be in our world. Or you can go ahead and you can just go straight to my Facebook or Instagram. I'm just Adrian Moreno 111 on Instagram or just Adrian Moreno, you can see it on the show title. Look me up on Facebook. And um, I'm not like on a pedestal, hard to reach. Like if you want to reach out to me, ask me any questions, even about this particular podcast, I'd love to chat it up. So just shoot me a message there. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much. I'm going to have links to all your stuff in the show notes for anyone who wants to connect with you. Uh, Thank you for being here. I really enjoyed this. Absolutely. All right. That's it for today. As always, thank you for being here. I hope you got a lot out of this episode and I appreciate you taking the time to listen during your workout, your walk, your commute, or whatever else it is you're doing. If you got some value out of this episode, I encourage you to hit that little share button and send it to a friend. I personally always share podcasts with my friends and family, and they are always grateful for it because it's a way we can all learn and grow together. If you want to help support my show and help me grow, leave an honest rating review in iTunes. And if you really love what I'm doing here and want to support the show, you can click the link in the show notes to buy me a coffee. I self-fund this podcast with no ads and no sponsors just because I want to help more people live healthy, happy lives. If you believe in the mission like I do and want to help me grow, then that is a small way that you can get involved. Thank you again for your love, your listens, and your support, and I'll see you here next week. But until then, stay healthy, stay happy, my friends.